Welcome to Young Black Misses, the podcast for newly married women. Let's have a conversation about wife life from love, friendship, money, food, and everything in between. Relax and let's get started. to another episode of Young Black Misses. I'm your host, Morgan F. And today, and later on in the main event, I am joined by Julie of Fiori, Fiori Events. And we're chatting about, again, part two of our post-pandemic series. So just a little bit about Julie. As I mentioned, she is the owner and lead planner at Fiori Events which was launched in 2018. She specializes in planning and coordination here in the Kansas City area, and she's been doing that since 2014. I can't wait for you guys to hear our conversation and check her out. And I will mention this again, but I'll say at the beginning as well, is she has um, a discount code if you want to check out the link in the description. So definitely check that out if you're in the Kansas City area and you're interested in her services. I want to say that first so I don't forget. All right, let's get into the show. Thanks so much for listening. Shaking my curls. Uh-uh, I'm shaking my curls. Uh-uh, I'm shaking my curls. Shaking my curls. Shaking my curls. So this topic has been following me around the internet for a few days now. There was a recent article in uh, GQ with Will Smith that was openly talking about his open marriage. Um, a magazine, I want to say it was Essence or maybe it was Ebony, but it was uh, predominantly, it was one of the two. Uh, it was, it was, I think it was one of those two that was talking about open marriages in the black community. And I'm not going to make a big to do. I mean, I'm young black missus. I'm a one woman. I'm a one man woman. Yeah. And I just don't like, okay, first of all, let me just say this. Here's what I want to shift my curls at. The lack of sanctity of marriage. Um, you know, I understand that every marriage is different. Every marriage is not going to look like mine. You know, there are things in my marriage that are different than your marriage or whatever. And I'm sure in every relationship, every relationship is different. And so I can't, you know, expect everyone to think the same as me. And that's totally fine. And I'm not really shaking my curls at people that are having open, open marriages. But then like, my, I guess my thing is why be married? Like if you want to date, if you want to be with different people, then just say that. Like, like, honestly, if you, if you, if you're comfortable, if you're a woman that's comfortable with your man dating other people and sleeping with other people, God bless you. That is not most free. Okay. But I don't understand why call it marriage. Why be in a marriage? Why not just say, again, I guess that's why they said this is my life partner and we understand our relationship. We're beyond marriage. And so I feel like, and I'm saying them as Will and Jada, they have publicly said, you know, they're life partners. 
And I find that to be more comforting. And I'm like, well, just go ahead and get a divorce and um, just be life partners. Because why? Like, why are you? And, I, and whatever, you know, but that's just my opinion on here. So I really am shaking my curls at, at the lack of sanctity of marriage. Because I feel like, and, and I feel like this in other ways too. Like, if you're going to cheat, just tell them and break up. Like, don't cheat. Like, that's hurtful. But if you're going to be an open marriage, then don't be an open. If you're going to be an open relationship, then don't be married, period. Like if, if that's something that you want and you know you have someone that understands that and some women will. Mo Free is not one of them, you know, but some women will, will understand that. Some women, some, some women will like this because I mean, you men, woo. Okay, so I'm shaking my curls at this whole, the lack of sanctity of marriage. Like... I ain't got comfortable. I'm over here fiddling with things like I'm just talking to my homegirl. All right, guys, like on to the next segment. We're going to get into <laughs> something a little cheerful. All right. What you chewing? What I'm chewing. So lately I've been really getting into those meal delivery services, but I'm about to stop because most of them don't meet my dietary slash ethical um, eating <laughs> so I, I had to kind of remix this now originally this is supposed to be a garden spinach ricotta ravioli but as we know I don't eat the cheese and the ravioli was stuffed with the ricotta so instead I did a gnocchi with zucchini ribbons tomatoes and a creamy lemon sauce which I used a cashew gouda to well I didn't use it David did because he was the one cooking it but I swapped it out for that so we're gonna see how this tastes I'm gonna squeeze with a little lemon even though I don't know this really seems very lemony but we're gonna just you know it's here all right my baby garnish with with lemon zest and chives right okay get in there and get the sauce let me see what we talking about Mm. <laughs> okay. Mmm. <laughs> There's creaminess from the gouda sauce, which is actually made of cashews, which I would have done if we didn't have that. And then the lemon is there. The zucchini noodles aren't as present as I would like, but my baby did what he could do. And I thank him for it. So that's what I'm chewing. I'm not crazy about this particular meal service. So it's probably the last time. All right, let's get on to the next segment. Hello and welcome to the main event. I have a special guest with me. Julie, say hello. Hello, hello. How are you? I am awesome. So happy to speak to you and and learn more about wedding coordination and yes. post-pandemic times in my second uh, episode of this series. And I, I I don't know, it could be the final one. I don't know. It depends on what happens. But I'm yeah, happy to right? have you. <laughs> I'm right. I'm happy to have you here. And I know my listeners are very eager to hear about you know, what they couldn't expect as they're planning their wedding. So if you could just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit more about your business. 
Yes, I'd love to. So my name is Julie Schluter and I am the owner and planner at Fiore Events and we're uh, based in Kansas City, uh, but we're always up for traveling, of course. Uh, my husband, John, and I launched the business in 2018 and we have just really loved it. It's um, been an opportunity just to meet so many people and vendors and couples alike. It's just been such a great experience, but um, we specialize in wedding planning and wedding coordination so we can help couples to ensure, you know, a low stress, organized, details handled kind of wedding day. And we offer a lot of different options because no two weddings are the same. Okay. Now I've already have a question. I'm going off script. So sorry. (laughs) Okay. So 2018, that's pretty, that's pretty Awesome. That's not that long ago when you think about it, because I just got married in 18. So yeah, how did, well, I'm going to, then I'm going to go back to my question. So how did you get started as a planner? So I got started as a planner. Yeah. I was always kind of the go-to, Hey, I'm getting married. Will you help me with my day for all my friends and family? So it's kind of been just, I've always loved doing it, but then I also um, worked in nonprofit events for a little over six years and really learned a lot on the backside of events and logistics and timelines and organization and love, love, love doing events. Um, but I'm also a total sucker for a love story. And when you kind of combine that with my obsession with organizing and logistics and getting to meet new people, it just all kind of made sense. Um, and so I actually also got married in 2018 and after having my wedding, I was like, this is it. I love this. I wish I could do this every single week and just decided to kind of take the leap and go for it. And it has just been so much better than any expectations I could have had. That I love that. I always love to hear how people start in something. And I, I worked in, um, development so okay. fundraising. So there was, yes. a, there was an annual <laughs> event and there were little side events too. So I, you know, that's always interesting to me. I always like to see, you know, what other people's roles are and what they do. And someone once told me, well, you want to start in this, something like this early and young, because you're going to get too tired when you get older or you have kids. Right. Blah, blah. I'm like, oh, okay, thank you. Bubble. Yes. Pop, you know what I'm saying? I'm Absolutely. Like, and that is true. <laughs> Well, at least she was being, yeah, at least she was being forthcoming. I like people that are honest. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. But you had said something when you were doing your introduction, you said planning versus coordinating. What is the difference there? So planning and coordinating are sort of two different things. So planning is really the full experience. So we can offer something where there's definitely couples that um, come to me and say, you know, I'm really excited to get married. I'm so, you know, I'm thrilled to be getting married, but planning a wedding is literally the last thing in life I want to do. And I want to just be able to kind of show up on my wedding day and just have you walk me through the whole process. So I don't have to go this alone. And so that's really more the planning side of things where I will, you know, walk you through booking vendors. What should we be doing right now? Um, You know, making sure that all of the timeline things are sort of being checked along the way for the planning process. Um, Because that's a huge, I mean, that can take a year to year and a half to get, you know, all of your wedding details, you know, figured out. So that's kind of the planning part. And then there's also what a lot of people call day of coordination. I just call it wedding coordination because it's much more than just a day. Um, so the coordination piece is more the, the weeks leading up to it and the actual day of the wedding. 
So coordination wise, I sort of step in about eight to 10 weeks prior to the wedding, start meeting with the clients and then start reaching out to the vendor team and really starting to just organize the day, communicating with everyone, making sure everybody knows what's arriving and when they're supposed to be there and making sure that the couple feels comfortable and knows that everything's being handled. Um, and then on the day of just um, really just taking care of everything so that the couple or their family or friends don't have to do it. Mm. See, I don't know those. I'm, I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, I'm so excited to get married, but I don't know what to do. Like, right. I, <laughs> I, I'm sure they exist because I feel like, hi, sister. I feel like that's my, that was my sister. Um, yes. So it's just, I think it's just different personalities. Me, I'm like, okay, girl, I had a, a book, a whole binder full of things. I had a Pinterest yes. before I had a ring. You know what I'm saying? So, Absolutely. like, I'm just giving it a bug. I just, I don't know those people, but I do know those people, but it's just, it's interesting that, that, that they exist. And I'm sure there, it, there are so many people that, mm -hmm. yeah, it truly is. It's such different personalities and, you know, and it's totally fine. Not, not everyone is meant to plan their own wedding and that's okay. And then there's others that show up with, you know, color coded folders and alphabetize things. And it just makes my heart happy when I see that too. You know, I love that. And I know that they're on their game and they've done everything, but on the day of, they're like, I don't want to worry about it. I just want to hand over the reins. And that's perfect too. So yeah. I'm happy to help all of those different personalities. I like that. Okay. Yeah. So you kind of maybe have answered a few things that I wanted to touch on, but I'm curious when it's kind of like, you know, when do you reach out to a realtor? Like when you have your funding or when you're ready to buy a house and when do you reach out to, well, first of all, do you call yourself a wedding planner or a wedding coordinator? Let me address that first. Yes. I am a wedding planner, but I also offer coordination only packages. So okay. I can offer full planning, partial planning, and then coordination. So when would someone reach out to you for wedding planning? So if they're wanting full wedding planning, I would really be the first person they would reach out to, um, because I'm going to help with your venue tours, helping you pick your date, helping you book all of your vendors. And that is really step number one in the wedding planning process is getting your team together. Um, you have to typically start with venue first because your venue availability is going to determine your date. So some people do come to me and say, I do want full planning, but I've already picked my venue and my date and that's fine as well. But most of my full planning clients come to me with no venue, no date, absolutely nothing. They're like, I've got the ring. Let's go. There we are. There we yeah. are. Yeah. <laughs> I always, I always say to people like, oh yeah, I'm getting married on, they, they give a specific date. I'm like, well, do you have the venue? They're like, no, but this is the date that I want. I'm like, Girl. yes. <laughs> Yeah. And that happens sometimes. And I always just say, that's great. If there's a specific date that really means something to you, as long as you know, you might have to be a little flexible with your venue because you'll have to find someone that fits in that, you know, time frame for you. Yeah. Cause I was hooked. My wedding date was nine to 18. So it's like nine times two equals 18. Love that. And um, <laughs> I put that on everything. Right. And so soon as we booked the venue, I was like, oh my gosh, look how cool that date is. Holy, look at God. Cause that's the type of thing that I love. So he's yes. all up in there. Um, perfect. Okay. So here comes the fun part. Well, before 2020, how on average, how many weddings were you doing a year or maybe a month? 
Yeah. So I was averaging before 2020. Um, I usually try to aim for anywhere between 15 and 25 a year. Um, since I'm kind of a one woman show that gives me a few weeks off throughout the year. And then most of those really are packed into kind of prime wedding season. So I certainly do fewer in January and February. Um, and then when you're doing, you know, September, October, those tend to be the busiest months. Um, I'm usually doing almost every weekend. So yeah, I'm surprised I was able to, we're chatting on a Saturday. I'm surprised I was able to reach you today. I'm like, well, this is yes. awesome. I know this is my, I'm like, I have a weekend off. This is great. And yeah, it's kind of nice because I can get some things done around the house and spend a weekend with my husband and it's fantastic. But yeah, but yeah I do love being at weddings all weekend. <laughs> oh, I, I imagine. Okay. So 15 to 25, that's our benchmark. How was your 2020? 2020, I had three wow. that actually were able to go through with it and not have to reschedule. Mm-hmm. So yeah, 2020 was certainly, um, a major blow to just kind of what I was expecting it to be, Mm -hmm. especially since I launched in 2018, you know, 2020 was kind of my, okay, 2020 is going to be the year after doing this for a few years. That's really going to give me an idea of where I'm really falling, you know, and kind of, I feel like that three-year mark when you start a business is sort of gives you an idea of what direction you're going to go. And that kind of just got blown out of the water, which is fine. Um, so now 2021, you know, but I can't really use it as a benchmark because all of those twenties have rescheduled to 21. Right. right. So it's certainly been, um, it's certainly been interesting, but we were able to get three people down the aisle <laughs> in 2020 before everything kind of went crazy. Well, that's promising us. You're able to get people down the aisle for sure. Yes. Yes. I just, I just wonder when you were in the midst of the, of the pandemic and you had those three couples, how, how were they coping? I mean, I have to give them such huge credit because they just took it with so much grace as have, as all of my clients really have that have had to reschedule, but it's just, you know, you've been through it, you know, wedding planning Mm -hmm. is for someone like you, I'm sure you had fun with it too. I'm sure you enjoyed the process, but it's also, there's a level of stress just that you can't avoid that. It just is what it is. And you add on top of that, you know, we have 250 people on our guest list. Are they going to make us reduce numbers? Are we going to have to cut it down to 10? Is everyone going to have to wear masks? And it was just, you know, an added level of stress and not really knowing what to expect. And I think, you know, them coming to me as kind of the person who knows everything about weddings, you know, when they have a wedding question, it's, you know, I'm kind of their go-to. And then knowing that I could only tell them what I knew, (laughs) you know, and it could change at any moment when it came to COVID stuff was just, it was a struggle, I think for everybody. It was just so much. And I, and I feel like even now we're recording this episode a little earlier, but um, then when you guys will hear it, but even now I feel like there's so much uncertainty that we still don't know. And so I'm curious now that we are in a new year and, you know, more, more people are getting vaccinated and, you know, restrictions are, they're not loosening. Yes. In my opinion. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. Oh, like I said, we're recording this, we're recording this at the end of July and going into August. And so we're going back into a mass mandate um, in the Kansas city area. And, you know, our numbers are spiking. We're in Missouri, blah, blah. So yes. how, how are you pivoting with your, your couples? I mean, really, we're just, I think we're all 
just hanging on and hoping for the best. Mm -hmm. And you know, what's, and I agree with you. I just, I don't think we're past it. I think we might see, you know, some more of this in 2021 with mandates coming back, but really we're just trying to keep everyone as calm as possible. And just, I just try to let my clients know I will be there for you, whatever that may mean. However, I have to do this. I'm here for you in whatever way. Um, and sometimes it's honestly just a phone conversation of them just being like, I don't know what to do with this. Do we have to wear masks? Do we have to do this? And sometimes just a listening ear helps, but really 2021 is a crazy year for everybody. Um, and I'm sure you've probably heard, have you heard of the 2021 wedding boom yet? Have you heard that phrase? No. What is that about? (laughs) So the 21 wedding boom is basically that wedding vendors are so booked, like we're double booked almost in 21 because we've moved all our twenties to 21 Mm. and we already had our 21 booked. And so now we're adding all those twenties in. And so we have literally twice as many weddings this year as we normally do. And so it's kind of called the wedding boom. And I'm already getting inquiries for fall of 23. So people are really jumping on and trying to book vendors really, really early, which is great for us because that fills our books and that's always the goal. But, um, but truly like we're having a hard time finding vendors for people because everyone's just so booked out. Mm, Yes. That, okay. That could be an issue. Wow. You know, I never really thought about it like that. Like, okay, yes. You know, I went to two weddings um, in 2020. One was a drive-through wedding. Oh, awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Hey friend. Hey, I know you're listening. (laughs) And the other one was my cousin's wedding. And that was, we were actually, that was in, uh, it was, I don't remember the date, but we were physically in the building, but we were masked, but we were physically in the building. And we were all wearing black because that's what the what the couple wanted, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, I like but, that. But yeah. it wasn't that many of us. I think it was maybe 40 people, if that many Okay. People, right? So I, I've seen like both sides. I or I guess I've seen like different ways people can handle weddings. But I'm curious, are those three, I'm sure you had more people that probably rescheduled. So I'm just thinking mm-hmm. of the people that, the three that were actually complete it what type of weddings they have how did you like what role did you play you know in their weddings and then for the people that had to move like what was their reasoning for moving was it because they didn't want a restricted wedding or you know that kind of thing yeah so for the ones that I had we did get a couple in under the wire before things happened so really really lucky that it was just sort of before they really started restricting anything Um, then there was also one that was more end of the year and we just sort of, you know, had our eye on things and just sort of kept watching. And it was right after they lifted the total number of people, like the gatherings ban, Mm -hmm. they had lifted that a few weeks prior, but still were requiring masks for guests. Um, and so of course, you know, me and my assistant, you know, are in masks the whole time, as are all the vendors. Um, they did allow the bride and groom and the wedding party and like their family to not wear masks, at least for pictures and all of that. But really, um, we had to have, you know, masks and sanitizing stations. So that was certainly something that, you know, we hadn't done prior to COVID is having all of that available at weddings. And then for the ones this year that have rescheduled, you know, it was, we had a few that ended up rescheduling 
because they fell right into that gathering of 10. Um, we had a limit of 10 people inside and that would include bride and groom. So, or bride and bride or groom and groom, um, but included the couple getting married who took two of those 10 spots. And a lot of them were like, look, I've got six brothers and sisters. That's, I can't, I can't make that happen. Mm-hmm. So in some cases we, you know, had to just push out or, you know, some, some of them did go elope and then just go get married in a park somewhere at a courthouse so that they could have their date. And then we reschedule the celebration for 21. But, um, I've had clients just move vendor or venues because they, you know, Kansas city is a little more strict, but when you get out into more of the rural areas, they had no mask mandates ever anywhere. Mm. Um, and so some of them actually moved their weddings from the city out into the country so that they could just still have their 250 people, um, and not have to worry about the mask mandates. So it's been a really interesting mix of how people have handled it and how they've sort of dealt with it. And I have one client now that they're getting married in October and it's their third date reschedule. Ooh, <laughs> so, let it stick, baby, let it stick. I know. And it's just like, every time they'd call me and go, okay, well, <laughs> we're here again. And the, like, you know, the venue's not reopening. They didn't make it through the first wave. And so now we have to find a new venue and it is just, they have been so gracious and so lovely. And, you know, it's just, once we get them married, I am just, I'm going to be so excited. <laughs> I bet. I love that you're, you're feeling like personally connected with these people. I will. And oh I love to, you know, I mean, I feel like you have to, I feel like, you know, like you're, this is like the, one of the biggest days of people's lives. I think maybe this day, you know, maybe graduation, maybe like having a child, like yes. this, is, this is a huge day. And it's I, can't a huge remember it, day. I can't remember it, you know, <laughs> like it was a blur. Yeah. It was clear. It's so. a blur. Absolutely. And it's just, I really do feel like my couples kind of become my extended family. I just, you work so much with them and on such a special day that really um, you just get to be really a big part of their lives. And I love that about it. Okay. So I, I think you kind of touched on it, but I wanted to get like a fuller uh, explanation because I bet you have some good points as well. <laughs> so I'm going to say planner now instead of coordinator. So sure, how, would you de- how, would, how would you describe the role of a coordinator? Like I'm thinking, Oh, you know, my aunt can do this or my you know, <laughs> friend from church can help me. No, nope, no shade. Cause but yeah, I, like I had, I had my church mother who, who is, is a planner by the way, but she, awesome. she coordinated the wedding, but like, yes. what is the role of a planner? Yeah. So the, really the role, um, you know, planner wise is just sort of getting everything put together prior. But when you look at the role of coordinator, I think it's interesting because there's, a few different misconceptions about what a coordinator really does. Um, And so really my job as a coordinator is truly to coordinate. So I would work with everyone involved in the wedding day, including all of the vendors, the couple, their families, their wedding parties, um, you know, the venue, pretty much everybody. I'm looking over everyone's contracts to make sure everything works. I'm making sure that the couple remembers to bring certain things that they may be forgetting. Um, so there's kind of this misconception that, well, you're just a wedding coordinator. So you just show up on the day of and set out decorations and, you know, kind of be there to help throughout the day. Um, but really it's a solid eight to 10 weeks of hard work directly with that couple and their vendor team. Um, so I create a full timeline that's very detailed of everyone's arrival times, departure times, 
Um, I spend the day really just making sure that the couple can show up, enjoy their day, you know, get their hair and makeup done or, you know, come in and do a yoga class or whatever they want to do that morning. Um, and just enjoy the day and not be worrying about, did the florist show up? Is the officiant here yet? You know, who's got this, who's setting out the, the decor and who's setting the tables. So I do all of that as well. And then really just a big piece of the job is putting out any, you know, hopefully metaphorical fires, but, you know, dealing with any emergency situations that might come up and at every event, you know, you know, you've done nonprofit development. So you've probably been to many events. Um, you, you know, even the best laid plans, sometimes things happen. Oh yeah. And having a professional coordinator, I think makes a huge difference because we have a huge network of amazing vendors in Kansas city. And we're all actually really pretty close. We get along, we help each other. Um, and so there've been times in a pinch where, you know, Hey, I, you know, had to reach out and say, we've gotten this, you know, photographer can't make it you know, I have someone I need to hear in two hours and I have a network of 30 photographers that I know mm-hmm. that I can reach out to where, you know, your aunt Becky, she may be fantastic and super organized and able to do that. But sometimes having those connections can really impact the day where it's like, okay, I've got three people who can come like, let's go. And we just sort of jump in for each other and help each other out. And so that's a really great thing to have because we do have that professional network and those relationships. Um, but yeah, I'm there from start to finish on wedding day. So set up running the day and then packing cars and cleaning up at the end of the night. Oh, yes. Yeah. That is <laughs> that. I, I mean, everything that you're saying, I, yeah, I, I feel there's a, there's a reason why your role exists and it's not like, you know, unnecessary, like it's, it's needed. Just, you just, Absolutely. Need, you just need that person pulling the strings and getting things together. Because I remember, yes. it's funny, on my first, when I did my first look, and this is a perfectionist in me, we had meeting after meeting, and I've said <laughs> it, we had meeting after meeting with, with, with my coordinator and the rest of her team, and we kept going back and forth on, I had these pop, this popcorn, and I want people to grab the popcorn as they were going to their seat, because it had like their name on it or whatever, so that was like their table, I guess. Yes, oh, cute, okay. Right, well, they ended up putting it on the tables instead and I didn't want that because if somebody didn't show up then it would look like the seat wasn't available right so I'm doing my walkthrough and (laughs) and I I notice it because I in my mind am sort of a coordinator in my mind and a planner in my mind and I say it out loud and my my mom who was there she was like girl let it go my coordinator was like, this is going to work best. Trust me. I'm like, okay, whatever. He's like, you're getting married. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> like, go Focus to, on that. Go to your, go to your uh, future husband and chill out and take his pictures. <laughs> like, yeah. Right. But not, that's still, it's still a bone. I, you know, I pick with, cause I just sit here and think, well, what if you just left it there? Yeah. <laughs> and just what, what I, and I, they gave me a reason. There was a reason why they moved it. I don't know. I, I don't, again, a blur, a blur, I, a total yeah. blur. So yeah. I was just like, eh, okay, I trust you. Like if you, if you say so, yes, I think it had to do with people grabbing it and it might've been too much commotion. I think that was the thought. Yeah. 
that can happen or just like to like a bunch up of people in that spot and kind of causing a bottleneck. There's a lot of logistical reasons that sometimes things, and that's, you know, one of those things I always try to think about prior to, um, you know, a wedding day. So I'll do usually three in-person meetings with my clients prior to their day. And that's one of the things I always say is sit, you know, think through your venue, think through your experience, but think about it from the guest perspective. So, you know, when we go in, like, let's think about which door are your guests entering in? Where are they going? What makes sense to put in what spots? You know, how long is the break between the ceremony and the dinner? Would you get hungry or would you be fine with this amount of time? You know, just walk through that whole experience as the guest. And that sometimes will, will show you maybe some spots where you're going, oh, I didn't maybe think about if that would really work logistically or not. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and that's, you know, probably one of those things like, oh, will this, will the popcorn work here or not? <laughs> and sometimes we do have to make a day of decision, you know, and that, and that happens, but it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. I, At the end of the day, you're like, I'm married. It's okay. <laughs> I know. Like, I, we had bigger fish to fry, you know, it's like, it was, right. <laughs> it was just a lot of moving parts. And uh, this is oh. what a wedding is. It's, it's a lot of moving parts. So you just kind of have to control, control yes. you know, and, and then like whatever little details, it's like, all right, screw it. Because I remember yep. saying, because I, I, they were like, oh, this would be a good opportunity for you to look around and see if you like everything. Don't tell me that. Like, yes. <laughs> don't, don't tell me that because I'm going to look. And I was like, wait. Yeah. What's the and then if I don't like it, then what are you going to do? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, anyway, uh, flashbacks. It's, it's almost. It's- it's almost that time. So it's fresh in my mind. I start thinking about it around, around my anniversary. It's just like, yes. Oh my gosh. It's always such an adventure, isn't it? (laughs) Yes, it is. Okay. So rounding to the end before we play my game, the last thing I wanted to know in my previous uh, conversation with my previous guest, Stephanie, we had talked about micro weddings a little bit and I was just like, is that a Stephanieism? But you're like, no, before we got on here, like, that's a thing. So I definitely want to hear a little bit more about that. If you had any experience with it or what are your other people in the industry? How are they coping with that? Is that something we could start seeing more often? Like, because, you know, wedding days be long and it's a whole ordeal. It's a whole ordeal. Yeah, I definitely am seeing more micro weddings and smaller weddings. Some people call them mini weddings versus micro weddings. Um, I mean, I think it's definitely a thing and they've become a lot more popular. You know, I think it used to sort of be an average of between a hundred to 250 is kind of the spot we'd see a lot of. And I mean, I had one that ended up being only 30 people and micro weddings. I think the technical definition is like under 15 but I'm seeing a lot of people just cutting the guest lists and some, in some cases they're actually keeping their original budget, but cutting the guest list so that the guest experience is like absolutely incredible. Um, but it also does give you an opportunity to really look at how much are you spending and can you cut that? Um, which is great. And I think it makes the day intimate. It makes it really special And a lot of them are doing that kind of now and then saying, well, maybe on our one-year anniversary, we'll just have a really big party. And I think that's great. Um, But yeah, it's certainly something that is becoming a lot more popular. Mm, Okay. Yeah. Because the the guest list was the hardest thing. And then you get, you get, you get your mom involved or your dad involved (laughs) and they want to add in certain people you don't really talk to but you're like no you have to invite them that's the you're inviting the nephew not the uncle like 
It's a whole thing. Guest lists are a whole thing. And I really do think in some cases it's probably reduced a little bit of that stress where they're like, Oh, sorry. We just, we can't, we can't, you know, accommodate that many people right now. So yeah, um, yeah. yeah, it's definitely been an interesting trend. I think the other side of that is I'm also seeing sort of skyrocketing RSVP numbers for people Mm -hmm. who've not cut down because I think everyone's so ready to get out and to go to weddings again and to celebrate and to see their friends and loved ones. And normally on average, you see about 15% um, declining in RSVP. And I mean, now it's like 5%. Wow. So we're seeing a lot more RSVPs coming in as yeses than we used to. The worst thing is when they RSVP yes, but then they don't show up. And you then just, they don't show up. Yeah. And then you spend money you know, on a plate. Oh. Exactly. Oh my gosh. I know it's the worst. But yeah, and some people will be like, well, you know, normally it's 15% or so that say no. And I know I can only accommodate 150 in my space. So I'm going to invite 180 thinking it's going to be fine because they normally get 15% say no, but you can't, you can't trust that anymore. Like, wow. (laughs) Don't invite any more people than can fit in your venue. Yeah. And then there might be people that say, oh, can I bring a plus one? I'm just, yeah, I'm reflecting on. (laughs) on my way. I'm just speaking from my personal experience listeners. This is just a Morganism type thing. <laughs> yeah, it happens though. It absolutely does. It absolutely does. Oh Lord. That's okay. That's, my mother always says weddings and funerals are the most, like the most telling days of people. Yes. And I was like, wow. Yeah. Accurate. Um. <laughs> absolutely. Okay. All right. Well, let's roll into my fun made up game, which um, I call Mary date or dump. And I forgot to kind of explain to you what it was. Sorry about that. So basically I'm going to give you three. Well, I'm going to give you like a topic. Let me start there. And then I'm going to give you three options. I get, I, I gave you an example in the, 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 you know, the talking points. Um, yes. And so then you'll be able to tell me which one you're going want to marry. Like you like the most, which one you want to date. You feel in it, but you know, uh, <laughs> and dump just by, you know what I'm saying? Got and it. I, I love it. I'm trying to make these as wedding themed as I possibly can. I borrowed some from my previous because I like them. Okay. Yes. I'm going to start with florals. Real fake or none at all which one you marrying which one you dating which one you done all right i am marrying real i am dating artificials and i am totally dumping none at all i love floral at a wedding i love it <laughs> i'm not mad at that i i had real when i walked down the aisle but everything else was fake <laughs> yes and you know the fake Wait. stuff looks really good now like there's yeah. a lot of really good stuff out there, but man, the stress of putting together your own arrangements can sometimes be too much. <laughs> so if you can get it pre-assembled, great, but yeah, but there's so many, and I don't know any off the top of my head. So maybe by the time I process, I will have some things in the show notes listeners, but there are a couple of companies that, um, you can order online and they, they, you have to assemble it, but they kind of explain yeah, how they to kind of come it. in almost like a kit. Yeah. And yeah. I know that um, there's even some now that are borrowable. Have you heard of those? Like the rental Ooh. florals? Okay. Let's they see. look gorgeous, but you can just rent them for your day and send them back. It's amazing. Yeah. Now are those real or fake? Those are artificial, what? but it's a great, yeah, but they look really nice. I know. Yeah. They're silks and they just, you send them back and then they, somebody else orders them for their wedding and it's brilliant. I know. Brilliant idea. I believe. <laughs> okay. Next question. Destin. 
um yeah destination wedding courthouse wedding or a traditional wedding like oof city or whatever all right i'm gonna marry traditional because that's just what i do most of mm-hmm. i'm gonna date destination because i i mean everyone loves you know going to the bahamas or something for a wedding right yeah um I'll dump courthouse, but there is something great to be said about those two because they're just intimate. It's just the two of you. And it's like, you can just focus on what's important. So I'm going to dump it just because I have no other choice, but it's kind of in there with date. Yeah. I, yeah. You want to date too? I'm not mad at that. I'm yeah. Not yeah. At that. I'll, I'll date both. I'll date both. <laughs> okay. Oh, I'm going to save that one for the end. Cause that one's kind of juicy. Most, Ooh, okay. In most important, in my opinion, I guess you say most important place to spend money. The venue, the food, or the photographer, videographer? Which one are you marry oh, and which one you date and which one you... Oh, dumping. <laughs> That's so hard. I would marry all three if I could. Um, I will say venue one, food two, just because it's just, it's expensive. Um, yeah, venue I'm going to marry. Oh, I, can I date both photography and food? <laughs> Go ahead. It's your, it's your I'm going to date both. Yeah. Photography is, it's pricey for a really good reason. And the, there's just so many great photographers. So yeah, I would, I would definitely, I would definitely date both of those. Now, do you think it's more important? Obviously, I, I think I know what you're going to say. Do you think it's important to also have a videographer or do you think just a photographer is good? I think if you can fit it into your budget, I always recommend a videographer as well. Yeah, because you just need that yeah. motion. I mean, it's, I have. It is. My mom yeah. was saying she lost her. There was something on the news that a couple got married 10 years ago, maybe 20 years ago, and they lost their VHS wedding. So it had to have been a while ago because you said VHS. Yeah, <laughs> VHS. Yeah. Um, and then somebody found it at, at, at a church while they were moving things around. And so they washed it for their anniversary. And the bride is just so. And so my mom was just like, well, I lost my VHS. I don't know. And I'm like, I got mine on a flash drive in the cloud. So yes. We- it's a whole different ball game now. And, and wedding videos are totally different now. It's not just like, here's a video of your day. Like they can do such incredible things. And, and honestly, I think, like you said, it's the motion of it. It's photography is incredible and great. And, you know, hundred percent, everyone needs that at their wedding. But I think too, you think about like in 25 years, some of the people at this wedding may not be with us anymore and how cool to like still hear their voices and be able to you know see them dancing or I just I think videography is really special yeah absolutely okay last one I think this one's a little controversial but all right favorite to work with the bride and groom or I should say the couple (laughs) the vendors or the family the bridal party oof okay I'm gonna go with couple Mary I always just dig my couple so much vendors I'm going to date, I guess I'll dump the family and the wedding party, but, (laughs) and that sounds terrible, but at the end of the day, it's really, it's up to whatever the couple wants and it needs to be their day. Yeah, absolutely. Period. Absolutely. Cause I, I, I say that from a couple of times that I've helped out the, the coordinator that coordinated my wedding, it just seems like the bridal party be on something or the family just be on something. You like, Oh, let me just stick with the bride and groom or the, you know, whatever the couple, um, and just, we going to stick there. Cause their energy is right. I don't know about that other energy, but yes, I gotta do, but I always, I always, <laughs> I always get she, the coordinator always sits, sits me with the guys and the guys are usually chill and they're just drinking. So I'm like, all right, this yep. is cool. like, this is cool. And they try to offer me a beer. I'm like, I'm working, but thank you. Catch me after Thanks. this. 
<laughs> right afterwards you know and maybe we could you know yes sometimes they can go rogue and it's absolutely crazy but one of the jokes I always tell my couples as I said you know at the end of the day if you have a coordinator or a planner you have a built-in excuse for why you can't do something so just blame it on me and then they're not mad at you for making a decision <laughs> so just say, well the planner said we can't do that so you know what we're just going to stick with that <laughs> and I'm like Use me as an excuse because it's totally fine. And I'm sure a few of them have, and I'm absolutely good with that. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for <laughs> chatting with me. Please tell my listeners where they can find you on social or the internet, either one. Yes, I am on social. It's Fiore Events KC at both Instagram and Facebook. And that's F like Frank, I-O-R-E, and then events with an S. And then my website is fioreevents.com. Awesome. Thanks so much. Listeners, we're going on to the positive tip, but you stay there. The positive tip. So I just want to thank Julie again for chatting with me. Super interesting conversation. And I hope you guys enjoyed it. My biggest takeaway, there were two things that kind of stuck out to me. The trend of more, more weddings in 2022, like the wedding boom of 2021, which is going to float into 2022 is going to be amazing for people that like to go to parties and people that like to go to weddings like myself, but also, um, just knowing that it's going to be able to help those vendors that maybe were suffering, um, or struggling during a pandemic. So this is awesome that they have these guaranteed, you know, nights where there's gonna have business. So that really stuck out to me because at one point, you know, she really said like, it was kind of a, it was kind of a, like a make or break situation. And you know, that she knew that her third, you know, 2021 was going to be like thrown out the water and she's really going to focus on 2022 and 2021. And so I really appreciate that honesty and that candor. And I think that just kind of goes to show, like, she just started this business not that long ago, right? So if you want to start a business and whatever your profession is, go for it. And know that the first few years are not going to shine like you want it to, but you keep pushing and you don't quit. And eventually you will get where you want to go. And that was kind of my biggest takeaway. Another thing that made me laugh though, was the whole going to rural Missouri to not have to wear a mask. That is, I felt seen when I heard that. Okay. All right. Thanks so much for listening. Please make sure that you are sharing this content with someone uh, else. That really helps us grow. I'm so happy to see more listeners as this um, content keeps coming out. And next, oh, wait, wait, hold on. Uh, what am I usually say here? Oh, make sure you follow me on Instagram at Young Black Misses or Facebook at Young Black Misses. I am pretty active on Instagram. Facebook, kind of not so much, but I'm pretty active on Instagram. Okay, what else? Oh, sneak peek of next uh, episode, which will be on the 17th. I am talking to brides now. So I, I chatted with brides about pandemic weddings. So I'm very interested in this series and we're going to keep this series rolling for a little while. Um, so Victoria will be, you'll hear our, my conversation with Victoria next time you tune in and you'll know when to subscribe if you turn on your subscribe button and you get notifications. So that's awesome. Okay, guys, I rambled enough. Uh, thanks so much for listening and until next time, peace.
So this topic has been following me around the internet for a few days now. There was a recent article in uh, GQ, the Wolf Smith, that was openly talking about his open marriage. Um, and I was reading on, so it was Esther, Southern Bible Company, but it was a Blanca Group, is one of two. Uh, it was one, I think it was one of two, that was talking about open marriages in black communities. And I'm not going to make a big to do. I mean, I am black because I'm a one woman. I'm a one man woman. Yeah. And I just don't. Like, okay, first of all, let me just say this. Here's what I want to take my clothes off. The lack of sanctity of marriage. Um, you know, I understand that every marriage is different. Every marriage is not going to look like mine. You know, there are things in my marriage that are different than your marriage or whatever. And I'm sure in every relationship, every relationship is different. And so I can't, you know, expect everything to change for me. And that's totally fine. And I'm not really picking my clothes at people that are having open open marriages. But then, like, my, I guess my thing is widen that. Like, if you want to date, if you want to be with different people, then just say that. <laughs> like, I don't Because you, because you. If you're, com- if you're one of the 20 that's been married and dating other people and sleeping with other people, 